Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 22. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. That's when you're growing up as a Christian, when you can thank God for the cave. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything. Do what, saints? Y'all know. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, let me tell you something. If you marinate in the cave, if you marinate in the mess, if you marinate in the ministry, that's only going to make you bitter and discouraged and depressed. Gad is giving David some good advice. Get out of the cave. Get out of Adullam. Get back to Judah. You still don't have a wife. You still don't have a job. You still don't have friends. You still don't have a place in the palace. You still don't have a, you still, you still have javelins coming at you. You still got haters because haters go, hate. <laughs> Amen. But that's when you say Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Well, the plot thickens. Look at verse six. The plot thickens. Look at verse 6. You look at verse 6? Say, I'm looking at him. When Saul heard that David and the men who were with him had been discovered, now Saul was staying in Gibeah under the tamarisk tree in Ramah with his spear in his hand, and all his servants standing about him. Then Saul said to his servants who stood about him, Hear now, you Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards and make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds. All of you have conspired against me. And there is no one who reveals to me that my son has made a covenant with the son of Jesse. That's David. And there's not one of you who is sorry for me. Wah, wah, wah. Or reveals to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait as it is to this day. And then answered Doag. Ah, we met him before, haven't we? The Edomite, not Israelite, Edomite. Tell you more in a second. Who was set over the servants of Saul. And he said, I saw the son of Jesse going to Nob to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub. And he inquired of the Lord for him and gave him provisions and gave him the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. And so the king sent to call Ahimelech, the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all the fathers at all his father's house, the priests who were in Nob, they all came to the king. And Saul said, here now, son of Ahitub. He answered, here I am, Lord, my Lord. And then Saul said to him, why have you conspired against me? you and the son of Jesse, and that you have given him bread and a sword and have inquired of God for him that he should rise up against me to lie in wait as it is to this day. So Ahimelech answered the king and said, and whom among all your servants is as faithful as David? Who is the king's son-in-law who goes at your bidding and is honorable in your house? 
Did I then begin to inquire of God for him? Far be it from me. Let not the king impute anything to his servants or to any in the house of my father, for your servant knew nothing of this, little or much. And the king said, you shall surely die. Ahimelech, you and all your father's house. And then the king said to the guards or his footmen or security, he said, turn and kill the priest of the Lord. Because their hand also was with David, and because they knew when he fled and did not tell it to me. But the servants of the king would not lift their hands to strike the priest of the Lord. And the king said to who, saints? Doeg, you turn and kill the priest. So Doeg the Edomite turned, and he struck the priest, and he killed on that day 85 men. Actually, you got to add in Ahimelech. That's 86, who wore the eat linen ephod, also Nob, the city of the priest. He struck with the edge of the sword, both men, women, children, nursing, infants, oxen, donkeys, and sheep with the edge of the sword. Saints, let's just stop right there. Let, let me pull together here. Saul is sitting under, under a tree in Ramah with a spear in his hand. That's interesting to me because most kings are sitting with a scepter. Saul is sitting with a spear. Saul always has a spear in his hand. It's almost like Saul's always in a bad mood. Saul's servants are standing around. Saul gives this political speech. Did y'all get that? It feels like a political speech. Saul said, will the son of Jesse, that's David's father, give you fields and vineyards and make you captains of hundreds and thousands? Saul is saying, listen, you're from my tribe and I take care of you. Do you think if this guy who is a Democrat, Republican, put in what you want, do you think he's going to give you fields and lands and flocks and take care of you? It sounds really political, doesn't it? Saul said, all of you have conspired against me. Nobody told me my son made a covenant with David and nobody's sorry for me. In his fleshly, self-focused world, everything revolved around Saul. And he's paranoid and whiny. Verse 9, then Doag the Edomite, Saul's servant said, I saw, y'all need to stay with me here. I saw the son of Jesse go into Nob to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub. Now, last time we met Doag, if you were with us the last time we were in 1 Samuel 21, he was at the tabernacle at the same time David was there. And note what he says here in the text. Y'all follow me? Note what he says here in the text. He said, I saw David going to Nob. That's a lie. He didn't see David going to Nob. That's where he saw David. He didn't see him going there. Verse 10, Doeg said, Ahimelech inquired of the Lord for David. That's a lie. He gave him provisions and the sword of Goliath. Well, that's true. Listen, you could tell true facts the wrong way. You can give somebody the facts and at the same time be lying. That's why in the court system, and some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not going to ask you to stand. But that's why in the court system they say, do you swear to tell the truth? What? The whole truth and nothing but the truth. Not do you swear to tell the truth, but the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Why? Because you can tell facts 
and kind of wrap them in a lie or tell a lie, wrap them in facts. So you tell the truth, the whole truth, or nothing but the truth. Doag is being deceptive. In verse 11, Saul called to him, elect the priest and his family, and all the priests who were in Nob. Nob is the city of the priest. Saul said, listen, son of a high tub means, a high tub means good brother. Notice Saul couldn't address the high priest by name. I find it interesting. He couldn't address him by name. Why? I really don't know. But I do know this. Ahimelech means brother of the king. He could address Ahimelech by name then. Because Ahimelech means brother of the king. It could very well be possible that he is so convicted he can't say his name. You're so convicted, you know your heart's wrong. You know what you're doing is wrong. You're running David down for what? What did he do to you? What, he didn't show up to dinner two chapters ago? What did he do to you? You know, you know you're wrong. And there's a conviction there. Look at verse 13. Saul's standing before the priests of God, and instead of asking for forgiveness, he's holding an illegal trial, and he presents four charges. Number one, Ahimelech gave David bread. Number two, Ahimelech gave him a weapon. Number three, Ahimelech inquired of God for him. And fourthly, there was a conspiracy to kill the king. Well, look at verse 14. Ahimelech said to Saul, who among your servants has, has been faithful as David, your son-in-law, who does whatever you ask. In other words, why would I suspect David of anything? Everything I heard about David is good. He's your son-in-law. He goes and does whatever you ask. And by the way, verse 15, I didn't inquire of the Lord for him. Far be it from me. King, I'm asking you not to do anything to me or my family. I didn't know anything about what was going on. I didn't even know that there was a problem. In verse 16, the king said, you shall surely die, all of you and your, you and your family. Why? Verse 17, he said to his security, kill the priest because he believed the priests were with David. And, and did you notice, to their credit, Saul's servants feared God more than Saul. They didn't lift their hand to kill the priest. They refused to murder the priest. Proverbs 17, interesting verse. Proverbs 17, 15. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. In other words, if you take part in somebody else's sin, you are just as much a sinner as they are. If you take part in someone else's lie, you're just a big liar as they are. Huh? If you take part in someone else's crime, that's why you got arrested. Because you were a part of it. Proverbs says just that. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. Listen, saints, Saul isn't angry with David. Saul's angry with the Lord. I think of 1 Samuel chapter 15, Samuel said to, to Saul, Saul, because you have rejected God's word, God has rejected you. God has taken your kingdom and given it to someone better than you. And Saul couldn't come at the Lord. He couldn't come at Samuel, so he came for the priest. And he comes for God's people. Are you with me? And listen, this is one of the most horrendous, evil, cruel, bitter, wrathful, 
uncalled for things that Saul has ever done. And he did it for no reason. There is no motive. There's no reason to put these priests to death. Proverbs 27.4 says, wrath is cruel. Anger is overwhelming. But who can stand before jealousy? That's the issue. Jealousy. And it's interesting because 1 Samuel 15.9, for those of you who've been around, you know this. God told Samuel to tell Saul, Saul, I want you to kill all the Amalekites. Kill them all dead. I want to punish all the Amalekites for what they did to Israel. I told you in the Hebrew and in the Greek, all means all, and that's all all means. So Saul was to kill all the Amalekites. You know the story because Saul spared the king of the Amalekites and the best stuff of the Amalekites. Um, You know, he came under God's judgment. And so we see that Saul was reluctant to kill the enemies of the Lord but didn't hesitate to murder the priest of the Lord. In co- Are you getting this? Can you see? We're looking into his heart here. You won't kill the enemies of the Lord and obey God, but you will kill the priest of the Lord and disobey God. Now, Psalm 52, we can hear the heart of David about this situation. And from Psalm 52, matter of fact, let's just turn there really quickly. Hold on. I want you to see how the Psalms are tying in with the the story of Samuel. Are you learning that? You picking that up? Y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Psalm 52. Notice, and look at the foreword again. A contemplation of David when Doag the Edomite went and told Saul and said to him, David has gone to the house of Ahimelech. Psalm 52 we can hear David's heart about it. Why do you boast in evil, almighty man? The goodness of God endures continually. Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good. He's probably thinking about killing those priests. David, you love evil more than good. You won't do the good thing that God tells you to do in 1 Samuel 15, kill the Malachites, but you'll kill Innocent, godly people. That's evil. You love evil more than good. Lying rather than speaking righteousness. Remember, I just told you, I just showed you how, how he's a liar. Doeg. You love all devouring words. You, you, you deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy you forever. He shall take you away and pluck you out of your dwelling place and uproot you from the land of the living Selah. The righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him, saying, here is the man who did not make God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in wickedness. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever, and I will praise you forever because you have done it. And in the presence of your saints... I will wait on your name, for your name is good. God's name is good. So we see and we hear the heart of David about this situation. Well, in verse 18 and 19, back to our text in Samuel, Saul turns to Dodo, I mean Doag, and says, kill the priest. 
And without hesitation, Doad killed 86, as I pointed out, who wore the linen ephod. And then he turned around and he killed everyone in the city of the priests, men and women, boy, girl, ox, goats, donkeys, and sheep. And Doad, get this, he didn't tell Saul that David pretended. Here's, here's, why, here's why he's a liar. Because he didn't tell Saul that David pretended to be a, on a secret mission. He didn't tell Saul that Ahimelech only gave support because David told them that he was on a mission from the king. You see, David lied to Ahimelech. That is why Ahimelech helped him. He, maybe he wouldn't have helped him. We don't know. That's why Ahimelech is saying, I didn't know what was going on. Kill, kill us for what? I didn't know there was a problem. He didn't know because David, when he got there, he lied. Did we just point that out when I first opened my first opening comments? Didn't we just point that out? He lied. Ahimelech said, why is a poor man like you walking around out in the wilderness by yourself, no security around you, Captain Jock nowhere around? I mean, what's, what's, go- what's going on? Where, what's going on? Why are you walking out here by yourself? David said, oh, I'm on a secret mission from God. I'm on a secret mission from the king and can't tell you, you know, this is above your pay grade. This information is just too much. Uh, I can't tell you about that. So He lied. Ahimelech is caught up in David's lie. Saul only has part of the story, and he kills an entire priestly line and all the people in the city of Nob based on half-truth. Now, Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Listen, I'll move up just a little bit. Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy all talk about utterly destroying the enemy. Israel called this harem, harem, H-E-R-E-M. Harim, or they called it ban warfare. You can look it up as ban warfare or harim. We see harim when Joshua was um, uh, in the sin of Achan. Uh, we see uh, that's in uh, Joshua 7, 24. We see harim when, uh, when, when the walls of Jericho came down. We see harim, total destruction. That's harim, ban warfare. Total, kill children, goats, men, women, total, level the city, harem. Ban warfare. We see it when uh, the, the people came into Ai. And God said, kill the Jebusites, the, the, Hitt- the Hittites, the, the, the Canaanites, the, uh, the, the Parasites, and any other ites you find. Um, kill all the ites. Harim. So in our text, Doeg is coming, he's committing harem, and it's really offensive because he's using the policies and the laws of Israel against Israel. He's an Edomite. And look at verse 20 through 23, wrap it up now, I'm going to let y'all go. Look at verse 20. Now, one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abathar, he escaped the slaughter. And fled after David. And Abathar told David that Saul had killed the Lord's priest. So David said to Abathar, I knew that day when Doag the Edomite was there at the tabernacle that he surely would tell Saul. Remember I told you he'd been compromised, his location. 
I've caused the death of all the persons of your father's house. Stay with me. Do not fear. For he who seeks my life seeks your life. But with me, you shall be safe. Now listen, there's more to this than meets the eye. Abathar, who is the son of Ahimelech, escaped with the ephod. We know that because if you fast forward to chapter 23, don't do it now, just trust me. Chapter 23 and verse 6, it says he escaped with the ephod. That would be the linen cloth, the priestly garment. And he ran after David. Um, Abathar is the last line of Eli's lineage. First Samuel chapter two. Now listen, this is for Bible students only. First Samuel chapter two, verse 30 through 36. God said to Eli, I'm going to cut off the arm of your house. Now when God talks about the arm, he's not talking about the arm. He's talking about strength, uh, activity. He's talking about lineage. Ahimelech is the great-grandson of Eli. Therefore, when Ahimelech is killed, part of, his, part of that prophecy is being fulfilled. When David finally comes to the throne, he appointed Abathar as high priest, because Abathar is in the line of Eli. He appoints Abathar as high priest, and it's during the time of Solomon that Abathar was deposed as high priest and replaced with Zadok, and the prophecy was fulfilled, and Eli's arm was cut off. So here, the prophecy is partially fulfilled. When Abathar is dead, the prophecy will be completely fulfilled. No more lineage of Eli. When Abathar found, in verse 21, David, he told him what Saul did to the priest. And notice David's reaction in verse 22. David said, I knew it. I knew it. I knew when I saw Doag the Edomite, in Nob, chapter 21, he tells Saul where I was, and that's what caused the death of the priest. Now, we know that David didn't cause the death of the priest, but David, listen, could have allowed the priest to die with more honor. How so? David should have been honest with Ahimelech. He should have told him what was going on between him and Saul. And then Ahimelech could have made an informed decision whether to give him Goliath's sword and give him bread and help him out. And then when Saul came to kill him, then they could die with honor if that's what he chose to do. But David didn't even give them the opportunity to die with honor because he lied. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to get this. Lying is not good. (laughs) Write that down. (laughs) Okay. Everybody lies about something. I got it. But don't be be like that. I mean, if I'm hiding Christians and somebody's trying to kill them, yeah, I'm going to say, nope, they ain't here. They just left, went down the sheets. (laughs) Well, I don't know why sheets popped in my head, but that's a lie. Okay, fine, everybody lies about something, but don't be like that because when you lie, you see it costs lives. And David lied and didn't give these men an opportunity to die with honor if that's what they chose to do. If he chose to help him, then he could say, well, then I, if you're going to kill me for that, then do that. Baptism from the body is to be present with the Lord. 
But David took away that opportunity, and he didn't tell him the truth. And yeah, we know from 1 Samuel and Psalms that David asked the Lord to forgive him for lying to Ahimelech. But even if you ask for forgiveness, there's still bad fruit that comes from lies and dishonesty and sin. Well, verse 23, the priests are already, are already dead and David can do nothing. So Abathar stayed with David and David uh, took care of him. And David is officially an outlaw, but the Lord is with him. Chapter 23, David's on the run. I'll tell you more the next time. Your homework, read Psalm 52, Psalm 142, Psalm 52, and you can see what um, David thought about Doag there when he told Saul that uh, David went to the house of Ahimelech. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a salt.